get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. With former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. We're at 12.03. Your time check brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. We are happy to be joined by Chris Kerber, the voice of the Blues. You can follow him on Twitter at his name, Chris Kerber. Kerbs, how you doing today? Doing excellent. How are you guys? Uh, we're doing okay. Where are you calling us from, Kerb? What's What's going on behind you right now? Oh, I was just walking out of the kitchen where one daughter is baking. The other daughter's fighting with her mom about whether or not she wants to go outside and practice soccer. And uh, uh, life life is normal. What is she baking right now? My girlfriend has determined that our entire kitchen has now become uh, a, a baking shop for whatever reason. She is 100% invested in making cookies. What's your daughter going into right now, Curbs? Uh, well, today uh, it's back to uh, some mini pancakes. So she makes these quarter-sized mini pancakes, um, you know, and that they'll put in a bowl with some butter and some syrup. So it's pancake cereal sometimes. What? Uh, yep. And uh, a couple days ago, actually, for the first time ever, she, she decided she wanted to try uh, to make uh, some soft pretzels from scratch, and they turned out spectacularly. You know, so um, so she's doing a good job with it. She just enjoys trying and messing around with things. Now, Curbs, is your daughter the type of person that would, you know, like the who wants to be a millionaire, you have the phone-a-friend, right? Is she the type of person who would say, hey, Dad, we need a phone-a-friend here. Can you call Joey Vitale? Because, <laughs> you know, he's Joey the Baker, right? Like, he might have some help for her. Are we at that point yet? Uh, we have already actually done that. So what we did was, because uh, uh, yeast, uh, apparently when everybody got locked in, everybody became bakers. So even finding those yeah. small packages of dry yeast is next to impossible. So... We've uh, we've got a couple articles from Joe, and she's starting to make her own uh, her own yeast starter from scratch and stuff. But I found one of those packets, so she was able to speed the process up and at least try the the pretzels. But yep, we've already done some uh, FaceTiming with Joe and <laughs> and talked bread with him. And, you know, and he loves doing it. It's such a hobby of his, and becomes such a passion that he likes sharing that aspect of stuff. And so I, I think you know a good mental thing for him. Has she tried the sourdough yet? Because apparently that's become a thing for a lot of people in quarantine. And for a lot of people, I don't know if you've seen it, Curbs, it's gone horribly, horribly wrong. Has your daughter forayed into that yet? No, that'll be the next step when this, uh, when the yeast that she's making matures and stuff. So uh, that, that, that'll be the next step that uh, that Mr. Vitale is coaching her through. There we go. We're talking with Voice of the Blues, Chris Kerber here on Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. All right, Kerbs, I want to bring you in on a conversation that we were having earlier today about superstars in the NFL. We think of the league and we think of how many they have, and immediately there's a few guys that come to mind, but 
For you, Curbs, and I'm, I'm not talking about in terms of their play on the field, but marketability and how visible they would be for somebody that maybe doesn't even watch the sport. How many superstars do you think there are right now in the NFL in your mind? Uh, oh, heck, I don't know. I mean, it's, that's pretty subjective to think about. Um, to, to, to be real honest with you, I, I quit following the NFL pretty much when uh, – when, uh, you know, the, the integrity of their league uh, it came into question with what happened here in St. Louis. So I watch a little bit. Um, you know, I, I think adding Anquan Bold, uh, not Anquan Bold, uh, uh, Larry Fitzgerald is, 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 in my opinion, still a superstar. You know, I, I don't know if a Dak Prescott is, uh, you know, or, or not. I, I just, I think you got to have some success. So the quarterback in Kansas City, I think, has got to, be on the cusp of becoming one. I think Aaron Rodgers is the way, the way you have to define that is can you make waves by just who you are? And, and, and I think that, uh, you know, you have Aaron Rodgers, maybe one or two others. Uh, and, and then there's the rest of the group. So I, I, I wouldn't know, I, I guess, uh, what, 12, that seems about right to me. Okay, let's let's do a way back machine for you, Curbs, because a couple of weeks ago you got into it with me about Frank Gore. And you told me that I was a crazy person for saying that Frank Gore was not a Hall of Famer. Well, I'm looking at a list right now of the top 25 running backs of all time. And they have in the top five, and I'd be curious what your perspective is on this list. At number one, Barry Sanders. At number two, Walter Payton. At number three, Emmitt Smith. At number four, Adrian Peterson. And at number five, they have Frank Gore as the fifth best running back in the history of the NFL. How does that line up with, from your experience watching the league, not even necessarily now, but in the past, your five or so favorite running backs that you've ever seen? Well, I mean, if I'm taking guys, um, uh, was Jim Brown not in there? He was not. Jim Brown's at number 12 on this list, behind Mike Allstock. Okay, well, I mean, look, this is where these lists lose a lot of credibility. Like, I'm probably taking Jim Brown. Um, I'm, I'm taking Otis Anderson, you know, uh, over over Frank Gore, um, uh, and, and probably some others in there too. So I don't know that uh, I still think that his numbers, because of where the Hall of Fame is defined, put him in that discussion and maybe put him in. But I don't know that I've got him in the top five all time. I. I'm not sure that I'm putting Frank Gore in over Jim Brown. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, looking back at at Jim Brown and the way he dominated the game and how he was such a physical force, I I can't believe he's not on that list either, Curbs. And I think, uh, you know, a guy like LaDainian Tomlinson, too, I think that he comes to mind for me as well that, like you said, to your point, Frank Gore has the numbers and the longevity to support his bid for a Hall of Fame jacket one day. Uh, but if you're looking at dominant guys, you know, in their years of in the NFL, I think that there's a couple of guys who would probably be ahead of him. Yeah, I mean, shoot, I, I, you're taking if you've got a choice. Hey, you've got a chance to draft uh, to draft Marshall Falk or Frank Gore. You're drafting Marshall Falk. Yeah, it's an awful list. We can all agree on that. Chris Kerber, <laughs> voice of the Blues, joining <laughs> us here on Ribs and BK on 101 you know, ESPN. Did that to us. Uh, Alex Ferrario did that on this week in hockey to us. Uh, you, you'll have some fun with him on this one, but. He, he did that to us early with the list, and it was like, and, and Jamie, you ought to go through these like seven NHL trends that they think that should come back, and it was all stuff like, 
you know, like the suspenders to hold the pants up and things like that. And I'm like, okay, who put that list together so I know what website I don't ever have to check out again? I don't make the lists, Curves. I just provide the lists for content. You just woke him up. He was having a nap over here, too, Curves. Oh, hey, Alex. How are you, bud? Just nice to talk again. Thought yeah, all we, you had to uh, deal with you Tuesday nights. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Like, like you do wonder sometimes if people really put some thoughts into some of those lists like that. Like, I'm not sure that I'm, I'm, uh, you're leaving a heck of a lot of running backs off that list that you could probably put in the top ten even ahead of Frank Gore. So we're talking with Chris Kerber. He's the voice of the Blues. Tonight you will hear Behind the Bench with Chris Kerber at 6 o'clock. He's going to profile Steve Ott. I wanted to ask you about that conversation, Kerbs, because I love Steve Ott. He's one of my favorite guys to talk with on the team. What did you find most interesting about your conversation and your profile of Steve Ott that you're going to have tonight on the, on the station? Well, you know, I don't think I don't think a lot of fans know that he was actually a military kid. You know, he lived all over the place because both of his parents were in the Canadian Air Force. Um, and, and the role that hockey played in him being able to get settled in from one city to the next, I think, is a terrific story that he, he opens up to us about. Uh, I asked him about his Mount Rushmore of Chirpers, um, and, and he, uh, so he listed off some names there, and he played with a couple of them uh, that, that he named off as well. Uh, you know, we talked about his transition into coaching and how, yeah, like to him, he said he kind of always knew that it would be a next step. Uh, and, and he's just such a, he's a good storyteller. He's a, you know, shoot for, and, and even the fact that he was a real late bloomer just in terms of, I mean, he was, he was one of those guys kind of like David Perron. It was one year, you know, ended up uh, playing one year of juniors and then got drafted. So, um, you know, I, I think uh, that he's got a terrific story. He also talked, we, we talk a lot about kind of the approach of this coaching staff and, and, and why it's been successful. And, and, and I think the camaraderie and the chemistry in this coaching staff is every bit as much a part of the team's success as it is the on-ice uh, performance by the players. Yeah, I would agree, Curbs. I think that we obviously give Craig Berube a ton of credit, and he sh- he deserves every bit of it, but Mike Van Ryn and Steve Ott, Sean Farrell, the group of guys that they have together, along with Mark Savard, they are. They're, they are like teammates. It is that hockey locker room kind of vibe you get from them. And, and which brings me to my next question about Steve Ott is, did you guys get to, by any chance, the fact that if the game comes back without fans and without, let's say, some white noise in the background, how, how long until they have to muzzle Steve Ott behind the bench <laughs> and gets himself in trouble? All right, so uh, seriously, I thought about asking <laughs> the question close to that way. I ended up not going there because our timing, you know, to get certain things in wasn't there. But I did ask, you know... I. I did ask about guys chirping other guys and, and how Steve himself, he, he's got to hold himself back, you know, oh my because God, yeah. there are guys on the ice still playing that Steve Ott was relentless towards that now chirp it can, can chirp at him. And he's got to be careful and handle it professionally as a coach. Uh, but yeah, you know what? It's going to be an interesting aspect of it. I, I was trying to really determine what was the noise in the background that they had during the Bundesliga matches uh, that, that were on this past weekend, and then how that's going to play itself out, you know, in the National Hockey League. I, I, me personally, guys, I would have no problem, no problem at all, if on television and radio broadcasts and in those arenas they pump some ambient crowd noise in. Um, I think as fans, we'd expect it. I, th- I think it actually would help the players feel a little bit more in an environment. So I, I'd have no issue if they actually did that. Plus, you are right. I mean, first off, 
if, if we are lucky enough to be able to go to wherever these guys are playing and call the games from there and not have to do it off a monitor, uh, you'll hear some of us broadcasters on the effects mics when something good's happening because that's how much the sound carries in those arenas. Curves, we got about 30 seconds left here. How, how long do you think it's going to be before we watch hockey? Uh, I, I still think you're probably talking uh, into July easily here. Uh, that they got to get guys back. Guys have to cross borders. Uh, they've got some logistics to figure out, but I, I still firmly believe they're on track to do it. They're dedicated to doing it, and I think sometime by middle of July is when uh, you've got your first crack of seeing something really big happen. He's Chris Kerber, voice of the Blues. He's on Twitter at Chris Kerber, and tonight you'll hear him on Behind the Bench with Kerber. He's going to profile Steve Ott, as you just heard him talking about. That starts coming up at 6 o'clock. Kerbs, we always appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today. Okay, fellas, uh, have a great go uh, week and uh, go speed racer go. <laughs> you got it, Curbs. That's Curbs joining us here on Ribs and VK. Coming up tomorrow night, it's Play Gloria, the St. Louis Blues run to the Cup. Every Thursday and Friday night, you'll hear a replay of two classic games from the Blues 2019 historic run to the Cup. You relive each game with added insight and behind-the-scenes commentary from Curbs, Joey Vitale, and our own Alex Ferrario. Tomorrow night, it's Blues versus Sharks Game 5. Friday, it is Blues versus Sharks Game 6. Pre-game starts at 6. Play-by-play at 7. It is Play Gloria. The St. Louis Blues run to the cup, and it is brought to you by Mitsubishi Electric Cooling and Heating. Coming up here in about 15 minutes or so, TJ Quinn. He's an investigative reporter for ESPN. He and his team spoke with 85 sources about MLB's plan to restart the season. That's now available on ESPN.com about it. We've got a lot of questions to ask him coming up in 15 minutes. But coming up next, MLB's smoking gun. It's the latest sign of the league and the players completely on different pages. We'll discuss it next on 101 ESPN.